We have been teaching a series of lessons on the subject of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit today in the lives of believers. And so uh, we're going to talk about today how to be led by the Spirit or letting the Holy Spirit lead and guide your life. Uh, We looked at this particular passage uh, last week. We will reiterate a few things and launch from here in in Romans chapter 8. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself, or Himself, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Again, in verse 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So every believer, any and all believers, have the potential of being led by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will lead you. In this particular verse, he says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. Other translations say children of God. So anyone who is a child of God, born again, has the potential of being led by the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit is uh, living on the inside of you as a believer who is filled with the Holy Spirit. You have this uh, Holy Spirit who is uh, a supernatural tour guide, if you will. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you on a tour of life. Throughout your life, the Holy Spirit is there, and He is there to help you and to lead you and to guide you. Certainly, the first and foremost thing that He does is He leads us and guides us, the Scripture says, In John 16, he leads us and guides us into all truth. So certainly he leads us into the Word of God, the truth of God's Word. And then, of course, he leads us concerning uh, things to come in our life, in our future, things that God has planned for our life. And he wants to lead us and guide us and order our steps so that we are in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing so that we can produce fruit in our lives or be productive in our lives Uh, rather than allowing the enemy to take advantage of us and get us in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people doing the wrong thing, and uh, and then detrimental things occur as a result. So there's consequences in our life uh, of what we uh, do and what we uh, say and uh, what we pursue. Uh, We're going to have either negative or positive consequences, and the Lord wants us to experience positive consequences. Uh, results. And so uh, he will lead us and guide us so that we are having the positive outcome in our life and a positive result rather than detrimental things occurring uh, because of uh, the adversary, the enemy, uh, trying to distract us or get us on the wrong path or the wrong course in our life. And so as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God or children of God. And then in verse 15, he says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. So God doesn't want you to live in fear. He doesn't want you to be in bondage. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So God is your father. You are his child. And if there's anyone that wants you to be led by the spirit, it's the father. 
the Father God, just like you as a natural father. If you have children, you want your children to have the best in life. You want them to experience the best results in life, and so therefore you want them to make good and positive and healthy and whole choices, right? So that then they can get the right results in their experience of life. Well, that's your desire, but it is not automatic for them, nor is it automatic for you. If it were automatic, God wouldn't have to tell you what to do. He could just tell you it's going to happen, right? But he gives you some indication of how it's going to happen. We cry, Abba, Father. In other words, we want a relationship with God. We have a personal relationship with God, a personal fellowship with God, and we maintain that fellowship with God in our lives, and we're always acknowledging and are aware that the Holy Spirit is there and that the Holy Spirit wants to lead us or guide us, and he will certainly do so. Now then, in verse uh, 16, it says that the Spirit itself, or better translated, Himself, because the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so He is a person, so it would be better translated, the Spirit Himself. So the Holy Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So the Holy Spirit gives us what we would call an inward witness. <laughs> an inward witness that we are the children of God. Not that you're going to be a child of God, that you are a child of God. So the most important thing that you know in life as a believer is that you are indeed a child of God. There's nothing more important for you to know in life is that, that, is that you are born again. You are a child of God. Different ways. You're born again. You're a child of God. You have eternal life. First uh, John chapter 3 says, we know, verse 14, we know that we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. We know that we pass from spiritual death to spiritual life. So we know that because we love the brethren. Another way that you can know that you have eternal life or you're saved is that you love the brethren. You love people. Because love is a fruit of the Spirit. It is something that God has put on the inside of you. Love, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit, according to Romans chapter 5. And so the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. And you are a new creation in Christ. You're a child of God. You're born again. You have eternal life. All one and the same, right? So then you, as a child of God have the potential of being led by the Spirit of God. And the first and the primary way that God leads you is that he does that through an inward witness. The first and the primary way that God leads you is through an inward witness. An inward witness is what we could say in another way, an inward knowing. In other words, you know in your knower. Or you know in your inner man, you know in your heart, the spirit part of you. We know from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses, uh, verse 23 actually says, Your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I like to say it this way, man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. Or you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. There are three parts to your being, your makeup, and who you are as an individual. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. But primarily, you are a spirit. 
And the primary part of you that God is going to lead is your spirit. His spirit bears witness with your spirit. So in this verse of scripture, he didn't say the Holy Spirit bears witness with your mind that you are a child of God. He didn't say the Holy Spirit bears witness with your body that you are a child of God. Or he didn't say the Holy Spirit bears witness with your feelings that you're a child of God. Because you could be a child of God and not feel like a child of God. Right? Has anybody ever experienced that? Or you could be a child of God and uh, not even, uh, not just not feel like it, but in your natural reasoning, your mind, you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm not sure I'm a child of God. In other words, the devil work on your mind and your natural reasoning. You're trying to figure it all out with your head. But in your heart, you can know. In your spirit, you can know. And as you come to that knowledge and you get that knowledge settled in your heart, then it gets settled in your head. If you get it settled in your heart, it gets settled in your mind, right? So the Holy Spirit then, he witnesses with your spirit. He enlightens your spirit concerning the will of God for your life. And when you know it in your heart, then it gets, starts getting settled in your mind. That's why uh, it says about Mary, when Mary, uh, you know, got the word from the angel that uh, she would give birth uh, to the Son of God, uh, you know, that's a pretty big, uh, tall order. Uh, she is uh, told that she's going to give birth to the Son of God, and uh, she's not even married, and so, like, this is a, a little off the charts here, and yet... It says that Mary pondered those things in her heart. She pondered what the angel said to her in her heart. And then the Holy Spirit then, of course, uh, settled that in her heart. And she said, how, you know, how, what she said, she said, how shall these things be? And, the, and he said, the Holy Ghost will come on you and overshadow you. So the Holy Spirit's going to come on you, it's going to overshadow you and enable you to conceive in your womb and you're going to bring forth a son. Praise God. So it's an amazing thing uh, that she believed that. And she believed it and God fulfilled it in her life and through her life. Well then, uh, she, but it says in that passage, it says that she pondered those things in her heart. So when you meditate about, uh, on what the Holy Spirit is saying to you or the witness of God in your spirit, then it gets settled in your spirit and then eventually gets settled in your thinking or settled in your mind. Just like when you get saved, you get born again. You may have questioned the, whether or not you were saved after that event happened or that time happened, and yet you can go back to the Bible and meditate on the Word of God and the Holy Spirit gives you that clear witness and confidence and assurance in your heart that you are saved. Same about being led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit witnesses with you concerning something, or witnesses with your spirit. Then you can consider that. You can pour over it, if you will. You can uh, ponder those things. And that word ponder or, or, or pour over is just meditate on. Praise God. When you meditate on those things, then it gets settled in your heart. I just shared last week how the Holy Spirit said to me, uh, he said, go to Las Vegas and start a church. Well, go to Las Vegas and start a church was that word that came up in my heart. But that same word came up in my heart over and over again. So in other words, I meditated on that and just let that thing settle in my heart. And I was so settled that I've never wondered or never questioned it for all these 37 years. Why? Because I 
I got that settled in my heart. That was the will of God for my life. That was God's plan. So therefore, I'm going to follow that plan in my life and for my life and for the future. And so well, you can get the will of God settled in your life. Now, some things in your life are major turning points or major choices or major decisions in your life. Other things are the simple things of life. Simple things like, you know, your relationship with your husband, your wife, your children, your family, your friends, your church relationships, your job relationships. You can have a, you can have a witness on the inside who to be in relationship with. You can have a witness in your heart. You can have a witness concerning how you are to behave yourself with those relationships, how you're to speak, how you're to talk. Simple things as that. You can have a witness on the inside. You can know when to talk, when to be quiet. You can know what to say and what not to say. You can know how to behave and not how, how you shouldn't behave, right? And so the Holy Spirit can help you and give you a witness, and He could give you a witness about what to do, when to do, how to do, with whom to do, and how to do it. Praise God. So the Holy Spirit is in you as a believer, and He's there to help you in life. In the large decisions uh, that will be major turning points or in the small relational things or job decision, it may be a big, uh, a big decision in your life. It may be a career decision. It could be a lot of different things, but God is interested in you. The scripture says he perfects that which concerns you. So if it concerns you, it happens to concern him. Because God loves you and cares about you and he wants you to be led by the Holy Spirit. Well then, when we say led by the Holy Spirit, or we say the Holy Spirit gives you an inner witness, what do we mean by an inward witness, an inward knowing? You could just, I just know, I have confidence, assurance. You could use the word assurance. You could use the word confidence. You could use the word peace. I just have a peace about this. I'm at peace. I have joy. It's when I think about it, when I consider this, when I meditate on it, I have joy in making this choice or this, this decision. It's just right. It just has a right sense about it. You understand? So uh, it, it's a very fine line between uh, your emotions and between your feelings. Come on. And this spiritual sense or this inner witness. So you can have an inner witness. We could uh, talk about it like this. Uh, you know, you have a red light, you have a, a yellow light, you have a green light. Obviously, we know the stop light means to stop. The yellow light is a caution. It's a caution light uh, that lets you know it's about to turn red. So the caution light is uh, letting you know in advance, prepare to stop. It's a caution. The caution means if you're in the middle of the block and the light turns yellow, don't push the gas. No, start preparing to stop. The caution. So sometimes Holy Spirit is giving you a red light and in other words, stop. Don't go there. Don't do that. Uh, you're inside. You know, you just, you just know that's just not a good decision. It's just not a, 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 a good uh, choice or a good path. Something on the inside is saying, stop, don't do that. Well, sometimes it's just a caution light. It doesn't necessarily mean 
that you're, you're, you're not going to ever do that. A stoplight may last just a, a couple of minutes or so, and, and then you're able to go. But the caution means that your timing may not be right. Caution says it's just not wise for you to push the gas in the middle of the block. I mean, if you're uh, 10 feet from the stoplight and it turns yellow, hit it. It's time. The time is now. The opportunity has come. And some things, you know, some things in life, you're going to miss your opportunity if you don't hit it. And so Holy Spirit sometimes is giving you a caution to let you know you need to go or you need to stop. So you want to pay attention to the caution in your heart. But most of the time, when the Holy Spirit is cautioning you, it is just to slow it down. Just slow it down. And and if you don't have a clear no, then just slow it down. But if you don't have a clear green light, which simply means to go, if you don't have that green light, obviously you don't have a red and yellow and a green light in your spirit. We understand that. We're just simply illustrating how that Holy Spirit can work in you, and then you could have a green light or a release, you could say, a release to go. I mean, I could go back to the story of my uh, coming here to Las Vegas to start the church. The Holy Spirit said, go to Las Vegas and start a church. Well, you know, I didn't go the first day. I heard that. No, it was about 10 months. I just prayed and waited on God. As I uh, shared a little bit, I talked to my wife. Actually, she, at that time, we were not married, but we were planning to get married, considering marriage, talking about marriage and so forth. And so I talked to her, but, you know, I didn't go the first time I heard that. Why? Because I didn't have a clearance to go. I just had a clearance to know. There is a difference. You know, timing is important. You know, timing is important. If you don't believe it, ask the jackrabbit that lives here in Las Vegas, you know. Some of them don't make it across the road. Timing is important. And so if you don't hit it at the right time, you could be a splat. And so... Uh, timing is important, you know. It could be very detrimental for you to hit when it says caution, there's a yellow light. You say, well, I'm, I can make it, I believe I can. Well, you can be believing a lot of things, but if you do things against a natural law, it could uh, be detrimental. And also, it's true if you do things against your spirit when the Holy Spirit is cautioning you to slow it down a bit. Don't just hit the gas. I'm going. I'm, I'm ready. I know I'm ready. Look at your neighbor and say, he might be talking to you. I know I'm ready. So Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit works on the inside. Now, as we shared a little bit last week, you know, some people God needs to, you know, prod them along, get them to move. Other people, he needs to slow them down. Some people can't even be found, you know, they're lost in space, you know, but the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you if you will acknowledge him and he wants to help you. He wants to help you in life and he wants to direct and order your steps. In fact, he promises that steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So when you're 
faithfully following God and following Jesus and following the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help you to know when to go. All right, so back to my story, you know, the Holy Spirit had told me what to do. I know now what to do, but something I say often when I uh, teach on wisdom, I say, uh, I, I always say this, I know what to do, I know when to do, I know how to do, and I know with whom to do. Praise the Lord. I know what to do, when to do, how to do, and with whom to do. Now, I wasn't saying that back then because that never come to me back then. But I say it now, and I say it quite often. And so, uh, but then the Holy Spirit just simply gave me a word, get your stuff ready to go. You say, uh, does the Lord talk to you like that? Yeah, because that's the way I talk. You know, if, if he was going to talk to you, he's going to talk to you so you can understand. God doesn't talk, you know, oh, the Lord says. Oh, the I mean, you know, I have no hum. It, no, it, the Lord talks to you however you talk. If you're humming, he'd probably say, yes, the Lord said. You know, I mean, whatever relates to you, the Holy Spirit would get it to you. In other words, he relates to people. And so sometimes we just over-spiritualize things, you know. And God just wants to, you to be able to hear him when you're at the grocery store. God wants you to be able to hear him uh, when you're uh, on your job. He wants you to be able to hear him wherever you go. You're driving down the road. Praise the Lord. He wants you to be able to hear his voice and know his voice and recognize that inner witness. Or so an inner witness is just an inner caution or it's an inner stop. and Don't, don't go there. Don't do that. Or it's an inner... You're released to go. So when the Holy Spirit said, get your stuff ready to go, I know to do what he said do. So I started getting ready to go, getting things prepared, ready to roll. So we're on the, on the road pretty soon after that. Why? Because I've got a release now. Well, that could be a word. In my case, the Holy Spirit spoke that to me. But most of the time, it's just an inner witness, an inner knowing. This is the way to go. This is time to go. And I know it's time to move. Praise God. Well, then if you have that settled in your heart, that is the big, big thing that you need to settle. Is it the will of God? And when do I act on it? So once you know that, then you can go with confidence. You can go with assurance. You can act on the word of the Lord, or you can act on that inner witness. And again, the first and the primary way that God is going to lead you as a believer is through this inner witness. It is not a booming voice. Hallelujah. And when the Holy Spirit gives you a word like that, that's the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's a little higher. It's a little stronger working of the Holy Spirit in your life. But when it comes to the inner witness, it's just a knowing. It's just a confidence. It's just an assurance. It's kind of like this. You know, we were just in Israel. We were on a tour there. And in Israel, we have a tour guide named Guy. That's his name, Guy. And so Guy is, uh, is a Jewish guy. And uh, he uh, used this terminology. He said... Uh, you have a stomach sense. Now, it's not actually your stomach. It's not your, your, your belly, if you will. It's King James' word, your belly. Remember, Jesus 
uh, said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's not like out of your stomach. It's talking about, actually, other translations say, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Well, so God used this terminology. He just said, it's like you have a stomach sense. I thought it was interesting how he said that because sometimes it is kind of right down here, right inward being. It's like the center of your spirit is right here. And so sometimes you know, just know, you have a knowing on the inside that it's right. This is a, a, a stomach sense, if you will, or a spiritual sense. It is not an emotional thing. It may affect your emotions, but it is not based on an emotional decision. It is not, uh, you know, okay, I just, I, I, I just have, I just got to have her. I, I just. Or, uh, I, 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 I am in love. I know I am in love. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad you know that. Well, you might want to consider, praise the Lord, a little other facts like their character. Like, number one, are they saved? Are they born again? Do they know Jesus? Do you, do you know that they're saved? Do you, do you know they want to serve the Lord? Do you know that they want to follow Jesus? Uh, do you have some track record, at least something, to say that they want to serve Jesus? They want to follow God. Because sometimes there's a very fine line between your emotions and, and your feelings. Everybody's got feelings. Right? But he didn't say as many as are led by their feelings. Come on. As many as are led by their feelings, they are the sons of God. No. I've seen a lot of people, they feel like the Lord. They feel. They, I feel the Lord in this place. I feel the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. You got to deal with life like next week. You better, you better go a little deeper than feeling. All right? Your choices and your decisions are going to affect your life. And so uh, what you decide to do and the choices that you make and who you're going to associate with, who you're going to be connected with, and who you're going to hang with, and especially who you're going to marry. Oh, boy, that's getting serious business, right? I mean, believe that's serious business. So... When it comes to marriage, that's a great commitment. According to Jesus, it's a life commitment, you know. What God joins together, let no man put asunder. So that's a pretty big choice. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, you know, just don't work out. We got a prenuptial. I mean, we're good. <laughs> like you can keep your car. <laughs> Most people do prenuptials. They got a lot of money. Somebody's got a lot of money. You know, and some, some ladies, you know, like, I, I just feel the Lord. I feel the Lord. I've been praying for a rich man. You might want to start with godly at the top of the list. <laughs> Saved. Godly. I believe God's going to give me a rich man. When I pray, I see dollar signs. I see. The Lord has led me. Look what the Lord has done. You might find out about six months later, the devil deceived me. (laughs) 
Well, many years ago, uh, Pastor Vicky and myself were at a meeting with Brother Hagen, Dad Hagen, and Dad Hagen uh, made this statement. It's one of those statements that stood, stood out to us. He said, and he wasn't even talking about being led by the Spirit as far as, you know, that wasn't necessary his message per se that I remember. And, but he, he said this, he said, don't ever pray about what the Word of God has already told you. He said, when you pray about what the, Holy, what the Word of God has already told you to do, then you open yourself up to deception. In other words, if God has already told you, don't marry an unbeliever. And he's already told you that. You don't have to, like, wonder, Lord, is this your will? Lord, I've been praying. I, I've been fasting, Lord. I'm, Lord, I've missed, I've missed two meals. In fact, I'm going to pray till I know what your will is. I'm going to fast till I know what your will is. About three days later, you hungry. You... you know, you're punishing yourself and, and you're praying about whether or not I should marry this guy or this girl. But she looks good. She's not shaped like our Christmas tree back in the... That Christmas tree back there is kind of like this. It looked like this. So, she looks good. I believe the Lord is leading me. So, and so, so you're praying, you're fasting, Lord, Lord, I believe this is your will. I believe this is your will. I believe, I believe, I believe. You tell him the Lord what his will is. And, and I believe this is your will. It's got to be the one, Lord. And the Bible says... Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Wow, so the Bible's already told you what to do, and then you're over there praying and fasting and going out food and all that, you know? You know, most people, they don't, you know, I don't have to talk them out of fasting. Most people never fast. So, so, did I hit a nerve? But why would you do without food and ask the Lord if it's his will when he's already told you in the Bible it's his will not to marry an unbeliever. So if they're, not a, if they're not a believer, don't even go there. Don't even pray about it. Because what you do is you open yourself up to deception. And then you just believe the Lord told you. And then you blame the Lord on your problems. You say, Lord, you told me. So, yeah, I know she looks good and all that, buddy, but uh, I didn't tell you that. I told you what, what I said. It's been there. It's been recorded for like 2,000 years. So it's true, though. People do that kind of stuff, and then they'll say the Lord told them to do it. All right. So in your life, when you're seeking the Lord and asking the Lord for his guidance or his direction, you can't just let your emotions be the rule or your guide. Or you certainly can't let your eyes be the guide, right? Because your eyes can be deceiving. Because some of them are really beautiful on the outside, but they're ugly on the inside. Now, I'm not just picking on the ladies here. Come on, men, women. Come on. It goes both ways, right? Right? He might have, he, he might have millions of dollars, but 
If he don't treat you right at the house, money is not going to matter so much. Right. So the Holy Spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit can lead you down the right path, and God will always lead you in line with the Word of God. He'll never lead you outside of line with the Bible. He'll never lead you. So that's your, that's your first go-to. What does the Word of God say? And if the Holy Spirit guides you, then He's going to always guide you in line with the Word of God, and it's going to keep you on your course that God has planned for your life. And you know, God has a master plan. I mean, believe God is a master planner. I mean, God doesn't just wake up every morning and say, yeah, what are we going to do today? Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? I really, I'm kind of tired. I'm going back to bed. No, he doesn't even slumber or sleep. God knows what's going on. He's got a plan. He was a, Jesus was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God chose you in him before the foundation of the world. I didn't make that up. It's in Ephesians chapter one. So God chose you in him before the foundation of the world. You are God's workmanship. Ephesians two, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God has planned beforehand. He's already predestined plan beforehand. He has a divine master plan, and he wants you to find that plan. Find it, discover it, fulfill it. He wants you to follow the will of God for your life. And God was thinking about you before you thought about yourself, before mom or dad thought about you. It's true. God had a plan for you. So if he had that kind of plan and that foresight, listen, the Holy Spirit has foresight, knowledge, understanding, perception that if you tap into God's wisdom, you'll get in the right place. You'll be with the right people. You'll do the right thing. You'll make the right steps. You'll take the right course. You'll do what God's called you to do, and you'll finish your course, and you'll finish it knowing that God has directed and guided, and you have now fulfilled the will of God for your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. No one that has fulfilled the will of God has been disappointed. No one that has fully yielded their life to Jesus and fulfilled the plan of God for their life has been disappointed. God will never disappoint you. Yes, he'll have to clean out some of your self-ambition sometimes, your self-will, some of your ideas and your thoughts and your philosophy and your belief in, but he does get you to a place where the Holy Spirit enables you to find greatest fulfillment. You'll be the most fulfilled that you could ever be if you follow his will. Glory to God. So the Holy Spirit bears witness with your what? Your spirit. Not with your emotions. Not with your feelings. Not with just what your eyes see. You know, Gideon, he said, Lord, he put a fleece out. But just remember, Gideon was in the Old Testament. He wasn't born again. People will say, well, I'm just put a fleece out. If this happens, I know it's the will of God. Do you know the devil could get involved in the natural realm and he could make something feel like, look like it happened? And you say, well, that must be the will of God. I mean, it's amazing what people will tell the Lord. Lord, I know today if I have a flat tire, it's not for the will of God for me to go. No, it might be the will of God for you to call AAA or get the jack out, amen, and change the tire and go to work. I mean, 
Don't be putting that kind of stuff out before the Lord. Like, the Lord's involved. Yeah, he went out there and punctured your tire. Said, you idiot, you can't hear me, so I just punctured your tire. No, the Lord's not doing that kind of stuff. It'd have to be a lot of mercy for him to plant a nail. Okay, put a nail right there because I know they're going to disobey. Come on. Listen to the Holy Spirit. God's way of directing and guiding is not by circumstances. We'll say it again. God's way of directing and guiding your life is not by circumstances. He said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. His Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a what? Child of God. Go with me to Proverbs 20. Proverbs 20. Thank you, Jesus. Is anybody getting any help? We're in Proverbs 20, and we're going to look at verse 27. It says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Now put it together here. The Holy Spirit bears witness with your what? Spirit. That you're the child of God. Or a child of God. The Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit. So then, the Holy Spirit bearing witness with your spirit, how does he do that now? Here he says, the spirit of man is the what? Candle of the Lord. Now, uh, in our day, of course, most of the time, except around Christmas maybe, we, we don't light our houses with candles. Maybe you, you have candles for a scent, but most people don't light their homes with candles. And so we use light bulbs, of course, and, and we have energy. How many are thankful for Ben Franklin? Not just so you can have money to spend, but you have electricity. How many are thankful for Thomas Edison? Well, he created the light bulb after a few ventures. Come on. But creativity comes out of quietness. I say creativity comes out of quietness. Listening to the Holy Spirit comes out of a quiet place. Now, so Holy Spirit witnesses with your spirit. And we have what we call light bulbs today. And so we could say your spirit is God's light bulb. In other words, he turns the light on where? In your spirit. Now, when your spirit, when the light comes on, naturally, God is the creator of light, right? Didn't he create the sun so we'd have light by day, moon, light by night? But he didn't make as much light at night so that we could sleep. So then, God created natural light, and natural light keeps you from hurting yourself. All right, you know, my wife and I, we travel uh, quite a bit, and so we stay in hotels uh, not because it's our greatest joy. I just, my best place is at home, laying in my own bed. But, you know, uh, but I remember years ago, we were on vacation. That was a nice little vacation for us. And 
many years ago. And, and so uh, uh, there was this mirror over in the corner of the room, but you couldn't really see it till you got over there. And so I just led my wife over there so she could see it. And when she did, she screamed. Ah! You know, when you're scared of yourself, that's bad. All right, so... Now, actually, I was going to show her how big this suite was. It really wasn't a suite. It was just a little room. It was early in our marriage. But, and so, so I was going to show her how big this suite was. And I walked over there, and she looked in the mirror, and there was a person over there in the other room. It was her. All right, so <laughs> she screamed. It was unfamiliar area. You know, if you're in a hotel room, you know, at night, you know, you might want to look around the room if you need to get up in the middle of the night. You might want to look in, look around the room, take a view of the, of the vicinity that you are in. You know, Pastor Mark and Trina, they're in hotel rooms every week, you know, different hotels sometimes uh, in one week. And so they're all over the place. And she says sometimes she wakes up and she doesn't even know where she's at, much less how the room is arranged. And so, so, you know, you're in this unfamiliar territory. And so as Christians, sometimes you're in unfamiliar territory. You've never been here before. You've never gone this way before. And now you need God's direction and his uh, lead in your life. And so you're trusting him. Well, if you want the, uh, to see clearly in a room and not bust your shin on the, uh, on the table, now, uh, you know, that's not even godly. Unless you're sanctified, what comes out of your mouth might not be God. So, so here we are walking around a room, and you, you don't know what's in front of you. You might bust your shin, or you might uh, hurt yourself. Well, God doesn't want you to hurt yourself. Just no more than he wants you to run through a red light or go through a caution light when it's not, the timing is wrong. He doesn't want you to bump your shin or hurt yourself in life. And so he wants to guide you and direct you. So uh, one, one key to getting around your room that you're not familiar with is turn a little light on. And so in your life, the Holy Spirit will turn the light on. And he'll turn it on in your spirit. Now, this, this light in your spirit is not like a floodlight, you know, that just flashes in your head all over the place. You know, I know exactly what to do. Holy Spirit is usually in that quiet place. Just getting quiet before the Lord. Just so you can hear his, that still small voice or, or that clear witness in your heart that this is the will of God and this is a go. This is the right thing for me to do. I've got that stomach sense, if you will, or that spiritual sense. It's not my head. It's not my emotions. Not even my idea, even sometimes. So the Holy Spirit is giving you that clearance. He's giving you that witness. He's giving you that release. He's giving you that peace. He's giving you that confidence. And how does he do it in your spirit? He turns the light on in your spirit. And you just know. You just know. You just know. You can go now. You can do this, and you can do it with assurance. You can do it with confidence, and you're not, you're not just going against the grain of your own heart. You're not going against the grain of your own conscience. You're not going against the grain of your spirit, and you feel right about it. When I say feel, I'm not just talking about feelings. I'm talking about inside. There's this inner sense, inner knowing, inner confidence, inner assurance, and you're at peace about it. And so when you follow that inward peace... 
The Spirit of God can get you in the right place. Hallelujah. He can get you with the right people. He can get you doing the right thing. Amen. And he can get you uh, in a place where you're experiencing the best will of God. You're not tripping all over yourself, you know, and always hurting yourself and, and uh, bringing detrimental things uh, into your life. You know, a lot of times people blame God for stuff he was trying to warn them about all along. He was trying to caution them or he actually put a red light out there and spiritually, you know. They, but they just run right through a red light. Or they run right through the caution light. They're half a block away. Boy, I put the pedal to the metal. We got this. I got this, baby. Crash. And you say, well, Lord, why did that happen? Well, sometimes it's your own doing. You, you, you went right against your own spirit. So you don't want to do that. I say you don't, don't want to do that. You want to learn to listen, pay attention, and stay quiet before the Lord. And we live in a very busy world. You know that. I mean, everything's in our face. You know, you got Facebook, you got Twitter, you got all kinds of stuff that's coming at you. Uh, you know, uh, you got access to the whole world in your hand on the phone. And, and so you really have to sometimes just say, wait a minute, shut that down a little bit. I want to just get quiet before the Lord. And I want to listen to God. I want to follow Him. I want His plan for my life. So therefore, I want to get quiet so I can hear. And if you learn to do that, then you can be quiet even in the busyness of life. Then throughout your day, I mean, the Holy Spirit can witness to you concerning your job, your business, or whatever you're doing in your life or a relationship or whatever choices and decisions that you're making through the day, the Holy Spirit can give you witness, clearance. It's okay. This is a good step. This is the right step. You know, and then you're not floundering around all the time. You're making steps, decisive steps, and you're having fruitful uh, productivity as a result. And life is good as a result of your following the Holy Spirit and that inner witness. And it comes right out of your innermost being.